0: Welcome to the Back 40 Leadership Podcast. This is Michael Bond. Today, we're bringing you a special message from John Stanco. This message was a breakout session at the Back 40 Leadership Conference. We had several other breakout sessions from other speakers as well, and those messages will be released in the coming days. For more than 40 years, John Stanco has taught and consulted extensively on the subjects of time management, creativity, purpose, and leadership. He has helped thousands of people identify their life purpose throughout the world, while visiting close to 50 countries. After writing more than 30 books, John has launched Urban Press, a publishing venture, while he directs his leadership development company PurposeQuest, from his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've listened to John speak on leadership in the past, and I can tell you he's deeply wise. I think you'll benefit from his words as well, so without further delay, I bring you John Stanco.
1: My name is John Stanko, and uh, I am currently uh, uh, an author and a publisher, and uh, uh, I have been a pastor uh, long enough to know that it wasn't what I wanted to do when I grew up, and uh, uh, my last assignment, I I left eight years ago at Allegheny Center Alliance Church in downtown Pittsburgh on the north side. I was the pastor of discipleship, but uh, I... um, started uh, several uh, companies one is purpose quest and that is my website purposequest.com and i have a uh, video presentation six parts on what i'm going to talk about today and so uh, i do a lot of traveling uh, i will be in uh, africa for most of the month of july uh, and uh, just got back from Colombia, and, uh, and the purpose message is what has taken me every place I've gone. And I stumbled on this message 31 years ago and uh, now it, it, uh, it rules my life. I serve the message and there's no end in sight because people want to know their purpose and god wants them to know it but our thinking sometimes mitigates against that process so um so my website is there purposequest.com i have a mobile app that uh, you can uh, feel free to uh, download and all of my videos i have about 20 hours worth of videos how to publish how to be creative i've written my first book ever i wrote was life is a gold mine can you dig it and it contains the five gold mine principles of purpose creativity goal setting time management and faith i've done a daily devotional out of that i have six daily devotionals out at the product table i've done a full verse by verse devotional of every book in the new testament i got a little carried away with writing and uh and once i was doing all that that's when i started the publishing company to help uh, people uh, and I thought it was going to be U.S., Pittsburgh, and I just finished a book for somebody in Australia. Uh, took a book, two books over to South Africa and Zimbabwe. Um, and uh, so it's just been a lot of fun. COVID for me was was a, was a bonanza, uh, because people were at home, they were writing. Uh, I'm very active on social media, all day, every day. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So. People were encouraged, I was encouraging them, they were writing, they were producing, and now they're submitting things for publication, and it's, it's really been a, uh, a, a great season uh, in my life, but I know it's been very painful too. Um, I am a pastor, uh, I will tell you right now, you're gonna disagree with some of the things that I say, and uh, all I, I'm not anti-church, I'm not anti-church meeting. I just want to give us some new ways to be thinking about ministry and about who we are and uh, the church. I thought uh, Pastor Jim said last night, every 500 years there's a transition. He said we're in that 500 years, but we don't want to be in that 500 years. We want the Holy Ghost to come and rev things up the way they were and people flock back to church and, and cover their tattoos you know, or whatever our mindset is. And I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think God wants it to happen. I think God is doing something else. That's my opinion. I don't have the uh, prophetic chops or, you know, the authority to, uh, to, to say this is definitively what the Lord is doing. But I'm not a novice in church work either. And so, uh, so anyway, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about that. I have a book there, Changing the Way We Do Church. Uh, it is my conference uh, special, and uh, it's half price uh, uh, if you purchase it here. So I, uh, let's, let's look at Acts chapter 6. And I've got it up here. You don't need to access it unless you want to. And uh, uh, it says, in those days when the number of disciples was increasing... What a wonderful problem to have, but it is a problem because I used to have a church pastor friend who used to they used to call the new members up. Said we welcome these forty-seven new members and the six thousand eight hundred twenty-two problems that you represent, <laughs> and not just their individual problems. Now they're going to be intermixing with one another. You have Democrats and Republicans, and and you got all kinds of issues, and so the early church had problems when the the church was growing and it was an ethnic problem because we look and see the Grecian Jews among them had complained against the Hebraic Jews Luke is very careful to tell us who was who and the Hellenists were were suspect by true Jews I mean, they spoke Greek they hung around with people who ate hot dogs how do we know they weren't eating them themselves? (laughs) I mean, and if they were and we touched them, we can't do the sacrifices. We... So there was an issue here. Even when they knew Jesus, even when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, there was a problem. They complained because their widows are being overlooked into daily distribution of food daily. Mm. Daily. Brothers and sisters, we are the only business in the world that has a compound and a building, and it's open one or two times a week. It's remarkable. We have the most important message in the world. And if you can come at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, we're glad to give it to you. If you can't, come back next week. Because we are closed. We've got to change the way we do church. We've got to change the way we think about church. They had a daily distribution. Oh, we we couldn't do that. That's right. Our whole concept of church... Think of it. We spend maybe 20, 30 hours a week processing a message, deliver it in 35 minutes. People, it took us five days to process the information. We give it to them in 30 minutes and we take Monday off and get ready to do it to them again next week. Mm And, and th- we gotta change, think, at least consider changing the way we think about church, the way we do church. And I know I'm being very colloquially, they're very, we don't do church. We are, I know people will correct me, we are the church, we represent the church. I, I, I think I understand some of that. But so what did the leaders do? They gathered all the disciples together and said, We're not gonna help you. <laughs> not only would it, we're not gonna help you, it would not be right. For us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Mm. So again, they they said, uh, choose seven men from among you. Now they put the Hellenists who were complaining in charge of the problem. Mm. Not those that they could control or thought like them. They put those who didn't think like them in charge. And they said, whoever you choose, uh, we'll turn this responsibility over to them. We'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now, I don't think that's their 30 hours a week getting ready for Sunday. When they prayed, buildings shook. When they ministered the word, thousands of people, listen, God is not anti-big. <laughs> what do you do that when you do it, you shake a building? For me, it's writing. I've got 80-some titles out there of my own. I've got 65 or 70. I've been involved in every one of those for other people. I can do all things through Christ when I am doing what it is that he created me to do. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so I, I shake a building, figuratively speaking. What is it that you do that when you do it, you shake a building? So we become so monolithic. And because we fund the pastor... That's what everybody wants to be. Mm. Now, when people have come to me and they say, I'm called to the ministry. I said, are you called to the pastor? Well, I'm called to ministry. I said, you called the pastor? Because in their mind, it's one and the same. And it's not. I, I, I can travel. I can take groups internationally. But you take me in the hospital visitation, and it's like I park in the clergy space, and Jesus stays in the car and says, you go ahead. I'll, I'll be here when you get back. Nothing. I resent funerals. My, I'm scheduled three weeks out. They, they, what's wrong with me? So I went and got one d Men was unaccredited at an unaccredited institution, so I went back at the age of 59 got my second one. I still don't like hospital visitation, <laughs> but I've taken 350 people to Africa. There's a school in Kenya named after me, because when I do that, God goes with me. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, this proposal pleased the whole group, and they chose these seven men. Now, what do we call these seven men? What's their title? Deacons. They're deacons. Because we have taken this passage to mean that this was, this was a role that we were to have in every church. And I'm not against that. However, I would present to you that this is an example of wisdom when they confronted a problem they had never confronted before. And it's more of a guiding principle Because we've never had bus transport before. We've never had the internet before. We've never had gay families with kids before. We are going to need the same wisdom they had in Acts 6. And the answer isn't going to appoint a deacon. Nothing wrong with deacons. But that was the answer to this problem. What is the answer to the new problems? we got to get people off their phones. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so how can God give us wisdom that we can be on their phones too? Mm-hmm. No, no. You, you, pastor just talked about repentance. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother had 13 kids taught herself to read English. My grandfather never learned. He was a coal miner in Latrobe. And my grandmother didn't have a phone. It was cute. We'd call the neighbor. They'd say, Can you, could you go get Anna Kraus? And they'd step across the little culvert where the outhouse stuff ran. They'd step over and go get my little 410 grandmother. She'd come out, step over the outhouse stream. And come and talk to us on the phone. And that's how it is for us when we're not on social media and using technology. It's cute. It's quaint. But we're in danger of becoming cultural Amish. Nobody comes home and says, I want to be an Amish. Do they? We go buy fruit there. <laughs> we buy corn there. We walk look at the buggies. Oh god, horses. Look, 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 grand, grandchild, look at the horses. But nobody comes home and says, Dad. I love the straw hat. I just think I want to be an Amish. They're wonderful people, but they're culturally irrelevant. This group was culturally relevant. What was the result? Verse seven, the word of God spread.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See, if we're not growing, we have to ask ourselves, why? Just ask the question. Now it may be small population. It may be COVID. It, it, it may be some social issue that, that is diminishing people's interest in the church, but if Jesus is the one who builds the church and the Holy Spirit is doing the work, we have to ask ourselves if we're not growing, why? Because here, when they put everybody in the right place, When they used wisdom to address their problem, the word of God spread. The number of disciples increased. I have to be truthful. I watch my Facebook pages to see if they're increasing. Is God giving me more influence? I'm working with a network of churches and I'm working with their Facebook page and we put something on that just exploded for good and bad. The vulgarity, the attacks on the church. I said, bring it on. This is great. They went up to Jesus. Jesus was so accessible. They said, you, you're in league with the devil. He said, that's interesting. Let's talk about that. How could I be in league with the devil? Because then the devil would be divided himself against himself in a kingdom. Yeah. Against himself, cannot stand. So, therefore, I can't be. And if I, but if I'm doing what you see by the, by the devil, who, who, who are your kids doing it through? They didn't take a purse on, didn't run to Washington, D.C. to get the law changed. He <laughs> was accessible, so accessible that a woman who would render him unclean because she had an issue of blood felt comfortable enough to reach through and touch him and get what she needed. You know, in the book of Acts, they said they took Paul's hanky and work apron, right? I would have to assume they did it without his permission. (laughs) And took it out and touched people and they got healed. And I said, God, if I have anything in here in my world that you can use to touch and help other people, let's do it. And that means also social media. Mm -hmm. If I help somebody in Germany, obviously that's the rub. How are they going to help me with my church? How are they going to contribute to my church? work. Mm. And, and then the ultimate, how are we going to monetize it? Mm. So we were happy to touch people during COVID beyond our doors, but we didn't really, we wanted to get back to the way it was. Mm. <laughs> and that's why I at least present the possibilities that we need to change and this is the basis so they had faced reality that they couldn't do it all but there are some things they did, they did very well see if you like hospital, if you love hospital visitation, if you go to the hospital and other patients come to you and families (laughs) come to you, you got to face the reality that God is with you when you go Mm. and how can we do more of it Mm. There's something you do that when you do it, you're, you're, you're bad. I mean, you're good, you know, but you're bad. When are you, ba- when are you your baddest? went to a church in, in um, Arkansas. They, they spent big money on an advertising campaign, and it wasn't working. So they said, can we show it to you? I said, sure. What's, uh, can you see anything wrong with it? No, it was Madison Avenue but they weren't getting any results. So I just asked the question. I said, do you do anything that when you do it, you you get results? I thought we were going to have to brainstorm. They said, oh, yeah. I said, what? They said, if we feed people, we double our attendance. I said, do you feed them? No. <laughs> Why? Because they'd only be coming for the food. Mm-hmm. Come on, eh? Okay. I said, so let's just talk for a minute. How much is this Cost you, I think it was $35,000, something like that. Something outrageous. I said, if you fed everybody the way you would want to feed them every Sunday, what would it cost? And we put it to it, and they could do it every year for $17,000. They went and built a new building. They're still feeding people. What do we care? I asked people, how many, anybody, fisher? fishermen here? You like fish? Fish? Okay, good. Let me ask you a question. Just to the fishermen. Have you ever tasted the bait that you use? <laughs> Have you ever taken a lure and stuck it in your mouth to see if it's going <laughs> to... No. Why? Because it doesn't matter what you like. It only matters what the fish like. I don't know how I feel about it. It doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. Do you have any mint worms? <laughs> do you have anything with menthol? <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't. I, you know, I like well, some that are two or three bites. I like, do you have a king size? It doesn't matter. That's good. But we, we've made it a per. A, a per I, I don't like that music. Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't matter what you like.
1: Come on, mm-hmm. let's go. Wow. I don't like that version of it. Oh, stop it! Jesus had more problems with religious people than he had with sinners. We become, we've taught our people to become connoisseurs of ministry. Yeah, come on, it's a bit too contemporary for me. Do you have anything mid-age? <laughs> And it's not about them. It's not their church. It's not my church. It's his, his church. church. <laughs> yeah. But what do you do well? What does your church do well? I had a church that had 100 adults and 100 kids. I said, wow. I said, have you hired a children's pastor? No. Because <laughs> we really want, we want to get a worship pastor. <laughs> But God sent you a hundred kids. But we didn't want the hundred kids. They're too much trouble. That wasn't part of our five-year plan. Church in some place, Gettysburg, Harrisburg, they use horses. They have a whole horse school. And people come. Had a friend who, uh, they, they started a beauty shop. And while the people were in, the, the chair, they had TVs every place. They would show T.D. Jakes, and they had Bibles, and they, they, were, they were doing more ministry than any church was doing. But they didn't like it. And the pastor had a problem with it. <laughs> so they shut it down. Because it's not happening on Sunday morning. I had a friend in, in Orlando, no, a, not a close friend, an associate, let's say, Joel Hunter um, started a Monday night service because all the Disney people work on weekends. It became his biggest service. <laughs> and Monday's my day off. We don't want Monday to work. Sunday is the day of the Lord. And we want something new, but we want to keep doing what we've done. Mm. Our church started simultaneous translation for Spanish. There are no Spanish in Pittsburgh. Until we started having a simultaneous translation. That's right. And then they started showing up. Not after they showed up did we do it, but before. Mm-hmm. We need to change the way we do church. We need to change the way we think about church. We treat church. Face reality, embrace change, embrace it. We should be the most creative people in the world. People come to church. What can you what are your gifts? What can you do? And they tell us, they can you usher? No. Can you choir? No. Can nursery? No. Kids? No. <laughs> can you at least come?
0: Can you give? Because
1: so we don't know what else to do. You've been the one church we've been to all the churches and we believe if we keep replicating the same thing we have and make it a little more convenient for people to come oh, we'll do a little better music than those other churches we'll do a little better kids minute, and, and, be, and because it's a little better it, it's going to grow and it's not embrace change and we're spending way too much time trying to solve problems. <laughs> you got a Sunday school and you've had eight leaders of the Sunday school and it's not going anywhere. The problem is not the leadership. The problem is the Sunday school. If you got 200 people coming and you have a Sunday school and 17 people show up every week, I hate to break it to you. It's not working. We're not recording it. We're not putting it online. We're not making it accessible to the person at three o'clock in the morning who may be searching so they turn to pornography. And if they come on Sunday morning, we tell them that's wrong. But we're not there in their time of need when we could be. We need to look for opportunity. Again, that goes back to what's working. After church, we give out food back. And we get eight times the people that come to church. And we put a little New Testament in, or we put a track in, or we pray for people, but that's, that doesn't, that's when, when somebody asks us, what are you running? That doesn't translate. So therefore we don't do it. Plus, Sunday afternoon, works. <laughs> I, I, when I teach on purpose, I say purpose always gives more than it takes. Purpose. Th- Jesus is at the well. They go to get lunch. He comes back after his encounter with the woman. They said, who brought him lunch? Somebody beat us to it. Hmm. Look at him. He said, but I have food to eat that you know not of. Yeah. And we all have that. And we're going to talk about that more. You have it but we cut ourselves off from it when we go along with the system. This is how it has to be done. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how... Anyway, well, we, maybe we'll have some time for some. second. Now, eight steps in my book, very quickly. These, you don't have to be all these things. These are things that are out there. These are things that I see in my travels that I've talked to people that, that they're, they're, they're creating life in churches. And the first is to raise up an army of purpose-driven people. Our people don't know what their purpose is, and their purpose is not to attend church. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's a step. Any more than their purpose is to read the Bible. That's important. But that's not where they're going to bear fruit. Our people brag that they can do all things, and they won't go to Haiti because they're afraid of flying. They won't paint a picture and give it to somebody because the picture is not very good. They know how, they, they, they were a lifeguard, but they don't think teaching people how to swim is very special. That God could use that. They're terrified. They're terrified because we're terrified. Oh, we are. It disguises itself. That's why we don't go near social media. We're terrified of our inadequacy. I'm not a good speller. What would I say? I don't have anything. Who would read it? I mean, it's, (laughs) so I don't believe it. No, it's not that we don't believe in it. We're terrified. Why don't you jump from a nine-story building if you could do all things? Because there's a big map down there. It'll be okay. No, we're terrified, and that's a good thing. But the terror, just because we quote, God has not given us the spirit of fear doesn't mean we aren't terrified. And we've helped. Go for it, but don't don't go too far. Do what God wants. But have have you really prayed? Are you sure? I thought I was. I'll just stay here, I get it. I get it. The safest thing is to be here and help the thing run. Okay, I get it. Purpose. Freed from trying to be who they aren't, released to be the fullest, best expression of who God created them to be. We're going to see very simple steps to help people do this. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is make church more about the people. Jesus said the Sabbath is wasn't created to give God something. It was for man's benefit. If we're having meetings, are people better when they leave than when they came in? And if they're not, do we have the courage to... What can we do differently? Well, I got through the word. And? See, people in my church, and I'll be preaching next week, and people come up, and they, they're careful because they say, I really enjoyed your word. I said, what did I say? <laughs> you heard what melts. So people forget. But, but I, I, I'm, next weekend, I'm going to preach the same message I preached 12 years ago. One of the pastors wrote me and said, I said I'm going to preach on Samson. Samson. He said, "Oh, I remember when you preached the last time. You said this, and I still laugh about it every time
0: I heard it 12 years ago.
1: <clears throat> every every time I preach, what am I trying to produce in those who hear? How can they not just? I got through the outline.
0: Church. Read your
1: people, and if you see them, put their elbows." on their knees and rest their head in their hands. You lost them. You could be preaching fire, but you've lost them. You've got to face that. Why? You went too long. Again, that 20 hours of preparation to give people 25 minutes and they're drinking out of a fire hydrant and Johnny's squirming next to them and they got a they got a page from the uh from the from the nursery and and grandma's in the nursing home and they forgot to bring the lunch where they're going next. Ah, but I got through the word. Ah, and we're we'll get to do it all over again next week. Make it more about the people. Second thing, equip people to perform missions, to launch business ventures, and to carry out any other activity that the purpose dictates and faith allows. I was in again in Arkansas. I stopped preaching, and I said, how many of you have you here? There were about 400 people. I said, how many have thought about writing a children's book? I don't know why I asked. I've never, I don't do that. It's the only time I've ever done it. I said, how many have thought about a kid's book? It was in the context of the message... About 75 hands went up. I said, how many of you thought about illustrating a children's book? About seven, eight, nine hands went up. I turned to the elders and I said, we should have a seminar here on how to write and publish and put together a children's book. And I'll never forget the look from the stage was why in the world would we want to do that? What do we care? They want to do that? Because here we preach the word. And that's good to preach the word. But a Saturday afternoon seminar? And I don't do Saturday morning anymore. If I do Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning people do the hair, they do go to the soccer games, Saturday afternoon works. But we've never done Saturday afternoon. I don't I don't want to particularly do Saturday afternoon. I like my Saturday afternoons off. Ah, but remember the bait? It's not about you. It's not about your preference. How can we equip people? How, how can we be training them? We'll talk about that. Help leaders be productive. Not just titles in their role as they oversee Holy Spirit chaos. <laughs> Created by people pursuing and fulfilling their purpose. Acts 13, they're together. They're ministering to the Lord. Antioch is kicking. And the Holy Spirit says, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. They finish them. And they said, they don't, well, six months. We need need to kind of get their replacements. And we need to get the, immediately, (laughs) you're out of here. Barnabas, Saul, (laughs) you're out. You got work to do. I'm an elder. I'm a deacon. Think I'll change my name on social media. Be elder deacon. That's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. We've gotta be, we've gotta be, if I'm gonna help people publish, I have to write. It adds to my moral authority when I tell them, you can write, this is good. God will use this. But even there, about 10 years ago, I complained to the Lord, God, I'm not selling many books. And I felt the response, who said you have to sell them? Oh, Paul didn't write because he had an agent. Paul didn't write because there were bookstores. Paul didn't write because he had a contract. Paul wrote because he had something to say. And he expected it to go viral. And he sent it by social media on a boat because he couldn't be there. So you, you catching? Yeah, yeah. See, some of you could have a thousand friends, but 50 in your church, and you'll neglect the thousand friends because you want those 50. And then 10 of them don't come one Sunday, and it feels like our left arm has been cut off. I know the feeling, it's terrible, because you've prepared this magnificent spread and nobody comes, there was a soccer game, there was a Steelers game, whatever help leaders and governing bodies move from attitudes of ownership to attitudes of servant leadership and stewardship. We don't own anything. I don't own the church. And you know, we put elders and deacons in place and we don't train them. And we they have it used to be the leaders were made in the church and sent out into the world. Now they're in the world made in the world and sent to the church and they don't have the right mentality. Yeah. We need to run it like a business. True to an extent <laughs> But not true. And what are you doing as a leader to lead people into the community? I, the, our elders voted to have early morning prayer, and they never came. <laughs> what they were voting was, "We want you there. We feel better yep. when you're there but we ain't coming too early. We have jobs. <laughs> That's that attitude. We need to raise some money. Well, let's ante up about 20% here before we go to the people. Oh, God. I'm an elder. So what? Really? So what? I fired all my elders when I was in Orlando. I don't need any more ideas. I need I need workers. Creativity is not the issue. There's plenty of need. Who's willing to put their hand to the plow? Develop services, Sunday schools, kids' church, youth meetings, and even committee meetings that people want to attend because there's a spirit of excellence in the unexpected. Not Toronto blessing unexpected. I'm not against (laughs) that necessarily, but I don't think people have to cluck like chickens to to have a sense that... (laughs) God really met us. And and if your youth meetings are boring and you make the youth go because you were bored when you were a youth and then you're <laughs> going to cry to the Lord at 18 that we lost them when they go to university. Yeah, We need to change the way we do church, but we can't fire the youth. We're not paying them. <laughs> she, she's the cousin of the pastor's wife. So kids, sit there. We walk by the door. Well, they're kids. Well, we can't really expect any better. And we're a small church. Now we're back to Acts 6. Where is the wisdom? As Pastor Jim mentioned last night, the pad the teacher that's praying, God, how in my classroom can I reveal Create an atmosphere where the love of the Father can be present. That should be our prayer for our youth meetings. We should not tolerate it. If we got to drag the kids, if we got to drag the youth, when they don't have to be dragged anymore, they're not coming back. We need to change the way we do church. And it can't be turn off that MTV or whatever they're watching. This is not going to happen. We got to. We, we got to we got to take our place alongside it. <clears throat> Move from fads, copyright programs, and trite and phony rituals, traditions, and doctrines to innovative initiatives in the spirit of but exceeding the results of the early church. I think the back 40 is innovative. I think this is cool. I think, that, you know, giving... The people who come, I think I think, I think we all should be not how can we do the old. We we started to do the Sunday sidewalk. We're in an urban church. Man, it exploded. And we were going to visit parents that we knew were not going to come to church. But it it just it worked. But it was messy. We want to go you know to, to Willow Creek and see what they're doing and what we can buy in the curriculum and bring it back home. Nothing wrong with that. But it should have our fingerprints on it. it should have our hands on it. And, uh, and this is, you know, I, I do a lot of work in our urban community. I'm very well known in the black community in Pittsburgh, and our our urban churches have more tradition. <laughs> I sure just have to dress a certain way. People sit in certain places, Mm -hmm. because that's the way. Now that the attendance is doing the colors, COVID, it's COVID, it's Donald Trump, it's Joe Biden. The church group was Caesar, and we're saying it's Trump and Biden's fault. Caesar crucified people. But anyway. Address and meet the needs of children, ethnic minorities and women around the world. We should all have our fingers in international. God is a world God. But say, if we help the folks in Afghanistan we've got needs here. Our people have needs. We're not at the place where we... When I pastored in Orlando at 100 people, we sent on our first missionary to Columbia, South America. Be it done unto us according to our faith. And finally, treat social media like it is more than a church bulletin in cyberspace. Come on. If you only use social media to make sure people don't forget the youth meeting or the prayer meeting, then it's no different than the church bulletin. There's no value to them. There's value to you. I need you here, and I'm going to do everything I can to ring the bell. I can't ring the school bell anymore. I can't ring the church bell, so I'm going to read the social media bell, and that's the only time you're going to hear from me. Mm. Wrong, wrong answer. It's not what you can get, but what you can give.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You should be recording everything you preach. You should be transcribing. You should be looking at how to publish it. We used to, I used to go to our staff when I was uh, on the north side and just have everybody write a Christmas devotional. We'd put it together in a paper, I mean, just just a stapled book that we would have done someplace. We'd do... We had about 3,000 people, 2,000 people on a weekend. We'd do five or 600 of them. They would be gone at the end of the morning. People couldn't get enough of them. But we don't do that. We don't record what's, what's happening. I, I threw out all my old cassette tapes years ago. Because they were old. Cassettes, some of it, you know, the speed was all, and 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 then one about three four months later, I came downstairs. Our our adult son was living with us. Came downstairs, there was a book like this, spiral bound, and I opened it, and it's my stuff. And he had gone and gotten the box and transcribed them all. And I'm reading them. And I think this isn't as this is pretty good. That's what got me started towards starting the publishing company. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you don't value what I give you. It's like rainwater that comes and goes away. And I need a new message for next week because that's how we do church, even though the people didn't get it last week. Mm. Oh, the social media is a gift of God. I'm fasting from social media. Now you're fasting for bad social media yeah. because you're not helping to direct the conversation. We've all said, oh, we've, if only one person was helped, if only one person was helped, it was, it was worth it. Why don't you do more social media? Only oh, six, seven people liked it. It wasn't, you know, it didn't seem like a good investment in my
0: time.
1: We need to repent. Now, throwing lots of stuff at you, let's just do some very simple strategies. These are things you can do no matter what size church you are, and they will address those eight steps. Not necessarily all of them, but you will start to see movement in those areas. First thing is, devote more time and effort to leadership training for yourself and others. Brothers and sisters, we have assumed if we became better theologians, we'd be better leaders, and we're not. We have a leadership we have to face. We have a leadership crisis in the church. We ain't got no lack of preaching. If another preach message could help us, I'd be for it. There's never been more. You're not David Jeremiah. That's who. That's who people are watching. Mm -hmm. So don't try to be. Mm -hmm. You're not TD Jakes. So don't try to be. But be a better leader. Mm -hmm. See, we ignore the human dynamics in our teams. We don't know who the detail people are, who the relational people are. We haven't done any uh, training in how they can work more effectively together. We haven't done any training in creativity you need to have some leadership training and that, and John Maxwell's not going to cut it that's right i'm sorry i love john and his stuff's okay but it's cotton candy there's a whole lot of other stuff out there and and i and, and it's it's leadership it's uh, we, we again we've assumed if i was a better preacher i'd be a better when god's going to raise me up and everything's The streets are going to be paved with gold. And it's not. We we don't engage people. We don't put the people first. We put the people, how can you help us do this thing that we believe we're supposed to do? And our men are lost in space. They are. they'll, They'll usher, and that's about it. I take missions teams 12 women, 2 men. I speak at some men's groups and they're young men and I think I'm in an old age home. They have food. We haven't engaged them. They're not involved with our kids. They're not involved with our youth. And so we need to do a better job of engaging people. We need to do a better job of listening to them. What, see, if you're preaching and the Holy Spirit is in and I believe he is, then the Holy Spirit's speaking to your people. What's he saying? Do you know? What's he stirring up in their hearts? But we very often don't know because we're off to the next week. Mm. Or we're doing hospital visitation. <clears throat> And that's reading, there's education, mentors. And we, 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 need, we need people who will challenge us. We need to learn how to think. See, we're waiting for the Holy Ghost to bring a transformation. When Romans 12 says the, reforma- the transformation will come from the renewing of our minds. And it's not just education, it's breathing new life into that education. I'm trying to give you new thoughts. Oh, I could do that. Oh, I never thought of that. That will impact your behavior. You will go and do different things because you are thinking different things. So those are ways. I mean, we can't all go back to school. If that could work, I'm I'm all for it. But you're going to need some inputs, not just where the Bible is concerned, but where leadership is concerned. That's point number one. Number two is a point of purpose, pastor. To oversee the process of hearing from the people. So how are you going to know? Well, you get somebody who's interested. Hmm. Who says, what did you think about the message? What did you hear? Well, I thought maybe the Lord was speaking to me about it. I got all this poetry, you know, but uh, nah, it's 20 years old. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. You have fun? How? how again, helping the people. Being in touch, not just what's happening with our church. There's this other church that is going to Haiti over there. You said you thought about missions. Not just, why don't you check it out? Come on. (laughs) Well, praise the Lord. I don't know if the Lord's in it. It may be the devil that would want me to do that mission. I don't want to feed 100 orphans if God only wants me to feed 10, because he'd get really angry if I fed too many orphans. So I don't want to get ahead of the Lord. So I, let me just, let me just, I appreciate your, come, i will picking you up, 6.30, Tuesday night, you're going to the meeting. Put up or shut up in Jesus' name. <laughs> you'd say it nice nicer than that but really isn't that where our people are at yeah, one day i'm but who you can't do it but some. i used to have a divine design team i used to have four purpose uh uh, uh seminars saturday afternoons for a year 50 people would come And I had a divine design team who would sit at the table and help facilitate. Then they would help me follow up on the people. We got more people involved in music. We got more people involved in missions. We got people involved in communications because they were sitting there terrified. I have nothing to give. And well, I think maybe the Lord is, but I'm not sure. Our people are terrified. And they're out there. If the Holy Spirit's not sending you workers to do the work that he asked you to do, go find a new Holy Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go do this. Will you help me? Mm-mm. You're on your own. Don't look to me. I didn't make this. What? Ah, maybe we're trying to do the wrong things. Go back to I used swimming earlier. If you have a swimming coach in your midst, you don't have to build a pool. But if you find out you have nine swimming coaches, mm, God's saying something. And the purpose pastor can help you sort it out. We're going to start a swim league. And our coaches, you don't have to worry about your children being molested. We've got an art school. We've got a music school. No, our building. No, no, no. We only use it on Sunday. No, 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 no. And then gay people are going to (laughs) come. People with blue hair. We're not going to be able to control it. Nope. Nope. Come for the preaching. Or don't come at all. (laughs) They just won't come. They just won't come. They're not we may have to go to where they are and we have people who are willing to do that but the purpose why why wouldn't we do this what's one of the things we think of right away why couldn't we hire a purpose pastor we don't have funds we don't have the money right because we need to change the way we think it's okay for you not to have money, but you won't ask anybody else to do something for not money because you know it's wrong. However, when people find their purpose. Why does a bird sing? Why does a bird sing? Does a bird have a contract? <laughs> does a bird have an agent? Does a bird getting paid? Why does a bird sing? It's a bird. Yeah. And God made it to sing. sing. Yeah. It's a purpose. Yeah. Now, it doesn't jump rope. It doesn't write poetry, but it sings. And if we find what people do to sing, they'll do it for free. Your proof? Your evidence, along with your spouses. Mm-hmm. Who you drag into it for no remuneration. You expect them to do it because of the covenant and remuneration. Oh, there's a purpose pastor sitting in your midst who could hear your message and start to think, who? Sometimes you can look around and know God's doing something in someone's life. But you're busy finishing your message. You can't do it. Somebody can. And then engage the people and help them overcome their fear. Establish a training center. We need to be a training center. We need to have Bible schools. We need to, we need to, again, this Saturday, we're going to have a children's workshop Our children's books. We're going to have a purpose seminar. There's just going to be, because our heart will be to equip the people. The purpose pastor or somebody else can be over this. Doesn't have to be you. Somebody else thinking about it. Even again, the, be here, get in my car, we're going to something that's available someplace. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Again, you're not in this alone. The Holy Spirit will help you. Again, if he's not, (laughs) find a new one. You're fired. I'm looking for somebody else. And we know that's not true. We we always say Jesus will build the church, right? Let him. But let him do it his way. And an appointed technology pastor. This is a big one it's a big one because I say the technology pastor has to be separate from and almost equal to the senior pastor red alert we're not going to have this church run by technology case in point I'm not criticizing but last night Mel turns and says, How can we get questions from the people online? That's not Mel's issue. I mean, Mel's at least, but if somebody's running that, they thought about that. That's their flock.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they don't have to have permission to do it. They're getting tweets, they're getting posts. And we can stop ten minutes before the end. We can even do it on Sunday morning. <gasps> no, we can't. No, that's too sacred. That's too holy. The Holy Spirit will be so offended. Didn't the synagogue, wasn't the synagogue interactive? I've been in Kenya and I preach in a big church and I take questions after I preach. Oh, on a Sunday, my God, you are radical, Stanko. <laughs> you're already contaminated, so don't run for the door. I mean, just, you know, it's, why not? Why not? If people aren't going to get off their phones and some of them are watching Facebook and some of them are playing games while you're preaching, How can we turn that in our favor? So if you have a question, submit it to this. and we have somebody, and five minutes before we end, are there any comments, anything I didn't make clear? Because it's more important that people connect with your message than it is that you finish your message. I preached on Samson once, and a woman came up to me and said, My son thinks you were talking about suicide. It's okay, because Samson killed himself at the end. Then you want to say, Oh, come on. No, legitimate. And I was there. She felt comfortable enough to come talk to me, and I was able to talk to him. That's why I say it's our friend. Mm. That's why I say God sent it to us. This is a gift. Amazon saw it. The pornographers saw it. Mm -hmm. Facebook saw it. We still haven't seen it. We see it as the enemy. And the technology pastor, again, why wouldn't we hire a technology pastor? Apart from the fear that, you know, the technology would take over, why wouldn't we do it? Because we don't have the money. Because we're, we're, we're thinking wrong. We want our young people to be involved, right? Yeah. You think young people could do this? Yeah. yeah. But, but they're going to... see Acts 6, they turned mm-hmm. it over to the Hellenists. Seven, yeah. <laughs> said, Lay hands. We turn this responsibility over to you. We want them, but we want them on our terms. Mm-hmm. Our way. This is our bait. We this is official approved mm. certified prime worms mm. and anything else we're not we're not really for. All right, that's it. So let me t- let me take some questions comments. So I just want to make sure you said this changing the way we do church. Um, this another uh, success in Babylon. We're struggling because we're in Babylon. We're not in charge anymore. We, and we want, we're hoping Donald Trump, somebody can help us be back on top where what we say goes. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. We have to learn how to thrive in a spiritually hostile environment just like Joseph and Daniel did. And it's weird. You've got to talk a different language. You've got to learn different customs. You can't be in control. And then I've got tons of purpose material. The, the Proverbs 31 men. <laughs> the husband of the Proverbs 31 woman. What were his characteristics? And these are examples of it in, in the Bible. Not the heavyweights. Not David and Paul. But but others. Lesser lights. Because our men are sitting there because they can't preach like Teddy Jakes. They're not preaching at all. And... The power of purple, women of purpose in scripture. But I got I got other stuff out there. Other, but my app, my website, it's free. You don't want to buy? Go. But that's part of your leadership training, and not just my stuff. The stuff that's out there. That that, and it's not just leadership is not just again how we can tweak church to get more people to come. And I'll tell you, Texas people will go to church even if it's bad. They won't do that in Pennsylvania. They'll do it in North Carolina. It's not called the Bible Belt for nothing. Right? And we see the pictures of the buildings. And, you know, There's a trip, park Cities Baptist in Dallas where I visited with my friend, built a new parking garage, one of those that when you pull it, it says level five, there are 372 spots available. And 60 filled. What? What? That's the money they have. So my point is, don't get sucked in to seeing what's happening in the Bible Belt and think it's going to be replicated in Philadelphia. It's not. We can't even afford the land, let alone the, the, the parking garage. Okay, some questions.
2: Yes. Build a profile
1: for a purpose pastor. Uh, somebody who loves the people and wants to see them engaged in what it is that God created them to do. They're good listeners, and they've been, they understand the concepts of purpose, that it's beyond... It's not assimilation It's not how can we get these people involved in the few things we have in the church. How can we assist them? They may lead it. You may have somebody in this church that wants to do foreign student ministry. And let's help them. We need six host families. Mm -hmm. We need six host families over Thanksgiving because these Chinese can't go. We want to go to China. China's come to us. So we want to be somebody who cares. Somebody who, who isn't afraid to go out now, what's, what's God saying to you and, and my heart? Now, the church doesn't have to help them. The church just has to be mindful. We can't help you start your youth center, but we can pray for you. Call them up here. Let's pray for them. Who wants to volunteer? Who wants to help? So it's just somebody who cares and wants to see them engage the will of God. And I think if they're about their own purpose that would be helpful too. Mm. Yes, someone someone else?
2: You said regard everything. I mean,
1: is there what about the QC? What about the quality control? Ah, what about it? I'm just asking I mean but it, Act Six they didn't seem to be concerned. They chose the best people they could. Okay. And I think again we have to <laughs> the pirates have to play tonight. Even if they don't have an all-star first baseman. Somebody has to fill the position. But we're always mindful that if somebody better comes along, somebody more anointed, then we're looking to make adjustments. See, when I was a pastor, if I got somebody to do nursery, I didn't want to see them again. Because they may tell me they didn't want to do it. (laughs) So I didn't care whether they were happy or not. I didn't care whether they were fulfilled or not. I just needed somebody to fill that space. So when your people are in purpose, the Holy Spirit is partnering with them and you have a better chance of quality than somebody who's assigned. Oh, I got to do my Sunday school lesson It's Saturday night, nine (laughs) o'clock. And you want somebody that is living it. And if they're not there, then you have to ask God, what else do you want us to do? How else can we do it? You talked about
2: like having different things for people to
1: do, like the book writing. Right, the training, right. And, but
0: that, that for them is like fun stuff. Yeah. Now, the joy of the
1: Lord Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord. We want,
0: you know, they're not, they're not absorbing the teaching that they need. But they're coming
1: to the fun things. Yeah, I, I would differ. Well, I'm not disagreeing, and I'm not saying they do that. That, but if somebody came Saturday afternoon and would never come to your church ever, would you rather them not come that Saturday afternoon? What if they came? Not said, I thought they were all ogres here. This feels pretty good. Oh wait, I have a nephew in town, niece in town. We don't know where to go. Maybe we'll come here because I know they go to church. All I'm saying is that we supplement what we're doing, the expectation that Sunday is going to meet everybody's needs, it's not. And we do want to help people find their fun. I do this. So how do you help meet their spiritual needs if they're only coming to those other things that don't well, meet them Again, I i don't know. That's what you're going to have to figure out. that That's where your other purpose, your wisdom is going to come in to help engage the people. I, I'm not... I, I, to me, it, the fun things, what I was talking about, we're offering it for the people in the church and we are opening it up to the community to see what happens. Right. See, too often we try to manage things before that happens. Give me that problem you're describing. Let ten heathen come on Saturday afternoon who would never grace the presence of the church and let me pray and see how I can meet their spiritual needs. Right now, we're not.
2: Because
1: right now, well... Yeah, right now we have some women who are coming to to do crafts. Yeah, cool. And they were
2: building relationships, which that was great and everything. Yeah. But it actually ended up turning into like a session of talking about people and, you know. Um, That's not going on in church. Though. What? That's not going on on Sunday.
1: <laughs> right, but I mean, it wasn't character-building. Sure. It wasn't really, and you know what I mean? It, and So I, what I did you do? Did you shut it down? I didn't come to church on Sunday. Did you or sh- didn't come to a Bible study or whatever. So did you shut it? I'm just asking.
2: I you. didn't shut it down. You didn't? No, but...
1: Play some music then. I mean, you know, see, play with it. They're at least on the grounds. It would be no different than going knocking on doors and seeing, in my mm-hmm. mind who the Holy Spirit was working in. Do a devotional, before and after. Uh, and so I didn't come here for anything thinking, devotional, I'm out of here. But I, 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 think, I think we need to create those problems. I truthfully would rather have those problems. Right. I've, I've been on the other side where I just couldn't get people to come to anything. If I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, it, and so let, let them come and let the people who, whose purpose it is see, see how they can get involved and what, what creative thing they can do there. It's not ideal. It's it's uh, what I'm trying to do is just get us to think differently, and and I commend you for having that. And inst- that, that. I mean we
0: have other groups come in too. Cool to use the church. Uh, we have yes. AA
2: coming in. Nice. And then um,
1: it's just building relationships with them. Yeah.
0: And then a biker group comes once a month. How cool! But.
1: Yeah, but, but it be, it becomes. I'll tell you the you know what the Muslims do? They have community centers, and then they have their their uh, Friday meeting within the, But there, people come just to read. People come to smoke hookah pipe. You know, people come to complain about the great Satan. But they come there, and the church, our church, opens at eight in the morning, closes at ten at night. We have two gyms, we have a cafe. I got lots of heathen coming through. We got people coming in because we're in downtown Pittsburgh begging for food. And we've had to establish, we've had to address all those issues. But if AC, our church disappeared from the north side, people would miss it because it's a, it's a focal point. And two or three of the city commissioners in the city of Pittsburgh, anytime we go to the, oh, what does ACAC mean? Because we take care of a lot of people's needs, even when there's nothing in it for us. And I'd rather those people gossip, be gossiping in that spiritual environment than if they were doing drugs and or watching Desperate Housewives of, you know, where God knows, wherever the Desperate Housewives are these days. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah. Dr. Stanga, I just, what he just said, I think that's, uh,
2: if our church disappeared, would people miss I think that's a big question. Mm-hmm. I think that's a question that we should ask. Yeah. Uh, overnight, we stayed at, at a hotel and uh, we checked in at well, about 10 30. And it was just a lone check in clerk. And I mentioned he asked me, What brings you to Indiana? I said, Well, we we're at a conference meeting at Summit Church. And I asked him if he knew where Summit Church was. And he said, Oh, yes, yeah, so at the church uh, beside YMCA. I said, You're exactly right. Have you been there? It's like I've been there for a Program. I'm guessing he came from it, maybe a egg hunt or something. I said, you know what? This Sunday, pastor Mel would love to see you. Uh, but he knew where the Summit Church was. So my point is that if the church that I pastor, even though the building has been there for 150 years, if we didn't meet there anymore,
1: would people miss it? Mm-hmm. And, that, and and, I don't, I don't know, know the answer to the question. Right. I mean, I'm just sure. I'm just but those are the kind of questions question. we should ask us. Should we be having these women, you know, coming? Are we making any difference? Well, we could ask the same thing about Sunday morning. All I'm saying is we need to think along those lines.
0: If you enjoy this content, please let us know by rating and reviewing the podcast you can also contact us at summitpodcasts.church. Remember to share this episode with your friends and on social media. Summit Podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Thank you for listening to the Back 40 Leadership Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode.